and I, a super professional Twitch stream and D&D 5th edition podcast. And usually we're playing D&D 5e in a homebrew setting of mine and doing it interactively where you can join in the chat and help me GM. But we just ran a whole weekend of role-playing and we've come up to 18 episodes of our latest season. So we're going to take a pause um, for the next two, three weeks as we do some other things and then we jump back into the season. So tonight we are just chatting and just chatting with me is my amazing players who are going to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Wednesday and I usually play Aloran Skyvale, the Asimov Paladin. Today I will just be talking. Hi guys, I'm Nelly. I usually play Kira Nightingale, the half-elf sorcerer. And today I also shall be talking. Hi guys, I am Nina and I am always the infamous <laughs> Andromar, the changeling. But today I am Lena and I'll be speaking as me. Just just so you know, in case you were unsure before. I'm pooped guys. I don't know about you, but like after the weekend, I am pooped. Maybe I don't have as much stamina as Wednesday does. Wednesday, how many games do you play in the week? No, I don't anymore. So my gaming group, I think COVID has killed them. Lockdown has destroyed all of their <laughs> morale. Um, oh, okay. So you instead, mean like morally? They're not dead. They're all still alive as far as I'm aware. So instead, we do like a weekly, almost like a pub quiz thing. Okay. So all my role playing comes from you, Carla. If you stop role playing, I will just die. Like for real. Well... We we can't a for your a for your survival and b because we have like four people in our chat who what would they do without us? Even though man the potato says they always get distracted and forget to watch us. Now everyone look look at the the camera and make him him feel bad like sadness. Also, Dark Wolf, Nelly's hair is beautiful and blue. Yes, agreed. Thank you. Guys, let's talk about FanCon, which just happened over this weekend. And some of you in the chat were there. Evening, Grinning Gargoyle Gaming. Speaking of someone who was at our online FanCon, Grinning Gargoyle Gaming gave away a hamper to someone who signed up to one of the role-playing sessions. So we appreciate you so much. And basically what we did is we ran two sessions, one at 11 a.m. and one at half past two. And we had a couple of tables at each session. Uh, not as many as we normally have in real life. I think online people were a little less pressurized to book because they it, like they couldn't only do it at the convention. And I think people were unsure, but I definitely think at our next one, it's going to be fuller. But we had amazing GMs and three of them are sitting at this table. One, it was her first time. One, I sadly had to, uh, we didn't have enough players at their game, but we're going to play their game next week. Woo! And... Yeah. And Wednesday GM'd the showcase game that I played in. So let's have a chat about how it was. Shall we start <laughs> with Lena? I had a group of pretty experienced players at my table, including one of my own GMs. It's my Friday game. Very cool. I kind of enjoyed being on the other side of the perspective, thinking on my feet, trying to think of really cool and innovative ideas while simultaneously running a campaign that somebody else wrote for the, for, the, for the convention. So I was kind of torn between following a guideline and just rambling off on my own concepts and ideas. And I hope that I at least blended it well for the players because uh, there was a, quite a couple of scenes that 
I played out in my own mind and I was like doing weird and funny accents and making interesting conversations and making cool things happen and uh, not everything was as written in the campaign and that's probably why I ran out of time to the end which was such a pity because we were having such a great time enjoying the the, the campaign and the flow of the campaign and then by the end of the the a lot of time I was about an hour hour and a half short on what I wanted oh. to do so then the the end felt a, a little rushed and I had to gloss over so many cool details and stuff that I had planned unfortunately I couldn't quite get the experience to my players that I wanted them to have like a big final battle and uh, that sense of completion that you have from a one shot so I just tried to wrap it up but I mean at least the, the players enjoyed it they wrote me some nice emails afterwards saying that they enjoyed it Aww. and I really did enjoy the experience. I really did. But my word was I pushed off to that first day. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing, right? If if they're having fun, you did it right. And they don't know the story. So they don't know that you missed out bits or that it wasn't finished. And I think with the online aspect of it, like if people were bored and wanted to leave, they'd be like, oh no, my internet connection. And then <laughs> just, so the fact that they carried on playing means they were having a great time. And actually, shame. I feel I feel bad because you had the biggest table as the newest GM. You had one of the bigger tables. Bloody irony of that! <laughs> <It> kills me. Oh <laughs> shame. People came to see me fail. Well, do, so, speaking of that, Dark Wolf says he listened into your game and he really likes your style. Well, yeah, you, I appreciate that. Just a quick question from North Star NGN while we're here. What did you guys think of the online platform? So using Discord and using Roll20. And if anyone's used Fantasy Grounds, what's your vibes on that? So I've only used Roll20 and then obviously Discord for Theater of the Mind. What are your guys' thoughts? Anyone use Fantasy Grounds? No. Uh, no. So not on my side. Um, I'm interested though because I was like trying out new new platforms, new systems, so why not? Yeah. So mm. I never had the chance. Discord for Theater of the Mind, I played in Roll20 with the actual, with the everything, the maps and the blah, 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 and moving your little icons around. One of the things that I think has killed the morale of my gamers is that gaming online is not easy. It's a lot harder to interact when you're not sitting with people it's a lot harder to gauge responses and that's one of the reasons i think we didn't get as big a reception for fancon mm. as we had when we did live events and also like it's more social when you're like face to face as well like you get the feed off off everyone's energy as well which is yeah. nice yeah I, snacks. I like the, i miss the snacks guys <laughs> i really miss the snacks snacks you, you know personally i've got to, i've got to throw the spanner in the works here because i mean i've played several face-to-face -face games and I always enjoy it I mean it's so much fun having a good time with your friends and just chatting having snacks enjoying an, a great game of D&D but during the lockdown period I've had my fair share of games I mean three four a week every week <laughs> since awesome. March that's, awesome. I'm so um, that's intense yeah yeah that's been my role play schedule and you know it started off difficult and it started off a little bumpy and then you hit the rhythm. And I haven't looked back since. I do my D&D games, some of them on Roll20, some of them not. And I can honestly tell you, my Friday week game with are incredibly fun. Even though they are theater of the mind and Discord only, 
And I've got another friend that runs his game on, on Thursdays. He runs it on Roll20. And I kind of enjoy the more strategic element that you get from Roll20 by mm. being able to place your character, looking at a combat scene and saying, listen, this is where my line of sight is. I, then the GM doesn't need to wangle those details, you know. They can basically rely on the given map to allow the players to make decisions for themselves. So mm. you can go like, okay, but I want to cast a spell. It's like, okay, but you can't see that person because they're standing around a wall. It's like, okay, you are right. I need to move like X spaces forward. Okay. In my defense, I'm going to say that I'm a tabletop gamer. So stuff like hero clicks, um, where you get used to that isometric mm -hmm. view and the, and the squares, you know, I've gotten used to all of that. So I go mm -hmm. like, okay, one, two, three spaces forward. And I'm like, okay, now I've got line of sight. Now I'm going to throw that guy with a fireball just because he pissed me off. I mean, Nicole would think that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Land out, fireballs. Yeah. Yes. Play more. Yeah. So I play my one game on Roll20. I'm not the GM, thank goodness. I've got to be honest. Roll20 for me, and maybe it's just, guys, maybe I'm just lazy, but it <laughs> looks really complicated for the GMs. Like, there's amazing stuff you can do. I love that, like, where there's nothing, and then it all of a sudden appears, and then monsters can appear. But it does just look like a lot of work, <laughs> like a, like a lot of work that when you're doing it in person is a lot easier, right? It's a lot easier yeah. to have a map and then mm. cover it. But I think it's it's really helpful if your if your game does use a map. As Dark Wolf said in the chat, our GM that ran on Fantasy Grounds is grinning gargoyle gaming, and unfortunately none of us were in his session. So we can't answer for you regarding Fantasy Grounds, North Star, NGN. I'm happy to play on Roll20 if the GM wants to run it on that. Although we did play um, Crash Pandas, which is not a D&D game. It's, uh, it's Crash Pandas. Basically, you play raccoons that stole a car and are in an illegal street race. And we did that by Roll20 because you draw the, the street race map. And then he marked on the map where we were and how much health our car had. Because it's it's actually so cool, guys. Uh, I'm going to get it for us. Is okay. You can't tell each other what you're going to do. But you can accelerate, brake, turn. So we don't talk about who's going to turn and who's going to press. Because you're raccoons and you like can't all touch everything. So you just like <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> Um, I love the sound of that. That sounds fun. That sounds amazing. It's, we did yeah. Orc Ball on, on Roll20 over the weekend. That was also so much fun. It's written by the same guy. So the the guy, his name is Grant Howitt. And he wrote Honey Heist, actually, which Critical Role has played. And he writes these one-page RPGs. So Orc Ball is one. Crash Pandas is one. And he's got a Pay What You Want on Itch.io. And so I the, Wednesday, there's one called Sad Vampire Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah that's right up your alley that's so Me. up your alley i think roll 20 is really made for DD and systems that work like that i think it wasn't super helpful for crash pandas i actually think crash pandas would have worked better on like google slides to be honest because also you didn't need to look at your character sheet really but yeah that's my opinion i love role playing in real life but i find discord works really well we use it for our stream so it works really well for theater of the mind and i think roll 20 for DD is excellent i know i like roll 20 for DD. i've played in the dm who was very very like prepared and she like she was so she had so many layers so that was really fun i, I really liked roll 20 but otherwise i've used like discord with like 
WhatsApp or something like that because I'm trying to like send messages to certain people. So I can't share with the entire group. So I don't know. I, I do like Discord because of the theater of the mind aspect. But for the maps, definitely Roll20. I enjoy Roll20 mm. for the maps. Nina, you used Discord for your maps as well. How was that? Because you shared it in your chat. I wanted to give the players a visual representation of what I was describing. Mm. Plus, it, it makes it easier for me to just get the people's mindset in the correct space. So I occasionally, when I went from a scene to a different scene, I would reference a map or I would post a new map and say, listen, this is where you guys are now. If you look around here to your left, this is what you're seeing. This is the building in front of you. So they can then say, okay, we have to walk past this danger to get to safety by doing X, Y, and Z. I think it just adds to the theory of mind. It doesn't detract from it. Apparently, we should try Fantasy Grounds. Apparently, he believes it's much better. So there we go. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not me. I'll happily sit in one of the games you guys GM. <laughs> <laughs> you know, busy trying to get a doctorate, so... I'm You've got that. tons of time, Wednesday. <laughs> Getting a doctorate's not hard, right? What? It's like oh, no, you know, 80 true. hours in your spare time every day? Yeah. I mean, cash. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, Dr. Wednesday. So, my, what are we talking about? My FanCon experience. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, my FanCon experience. On the Saturday afternoon, I got to play. And I played a game run by Conrad, who I think is a newish GM. Like he said, he'd only GM for his friends before. And we played Forest of the Forgotten Dragons. I had a really fun experience, mostly because of the players that I ended up with. So I got to play with Hikoscopy, also with Patrick, who often plays in my games at cons. I've had interaction with him before, like in real life. And it was really like a really fun group. Yeah, no, we were terrible. We were, we were, we were just, you know, that, that D&D game where you just run around and you destroy everything. Good job. We were, those, we were those people. And unfortunately, the way the characters were written, they were all written as, excuse my language, but complete dicks. Murder hobos, says Not Man even. the Potato. They were, just, they were just nasty people. Okay, so just uh, awful really, people. Really nasty people. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it really was. It was a lot of fun. And being GM'd by different people like gives you a different perspective. Mm. And I think that's really cool. So I always appreciate being able to be GM'd by somebody else just to see how they work, whether or not their, their style matches my gameplay, you know, that kind mm. of thing. So I found that was very cool. And also obviously playing with people that you've interacted with before is a lot of fun as well. Yeah, so we had a good dynamic and it was really cool. And then on Sunday, I GM for you, Carla, yes. and Dark Wolf and Chris. I was inundated with puns. The yes! Shame. <laughs> uh, you must have been dying. You were so suffering. It was, it was a good time. It was, it was horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Dark Wolf um, turned into a into a steel wall, and then and then went a and door. he turned into a security door. And then um, Chris made <laughs> underpants of lead, and then we were like, "You're stuck between a rock and a hard place." And there was just a lot of a lot of jokes that were amazing. Yeah, it was it was hectic, but you know, I love jamming for Collar, oh. like, just because I think she's an amazing role player. Oh. Um, 
Agreed. Yeah, Are and, and it, was, it was nice. It was a it was a nice group. They were they were a lot of fun. And for me, whenever I run that particular module, I like to see how people interpret the the abilities of the different characters. Mm. So that was really cool. Like I really appreciate that extra flow of creativity. Dark Wolfer says the puns weigh, weighed you down. Like shame. I'm sure you were tired after that, not because of jamming, but you were like, <laughs> I need a pun free a pun free Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, it was hard. It was, it was really hard. <laughs> um, Man the Potato says, Papa Shark forever. And he highlighted the message, which gave us bits. So five second Aww. bit party. Bee, bee, bee. Man the Potato says, but I'm not going to try and guess who you are because if I do, this ends badly. But Man the Potato says, Murder Hovers. That's their excuse when they play in Wednesday's game. And Nelly can back, back <laughs> this person up. But don't say their name. Also... Yeah, I- but yeah i i see you and i agree and it's it's not our fault wednesday it's just it just happens actually no i'm a good person who always gets all that sure. i'm always a good sure. person and then everyone sure. else wants to kill and i'm just like oh i guess we, i guess we'll kill man like, i didn't mean to but i guess we'll kill somebody yeah um also, Man the Potato gave us more bits with the sentence oh. of dance, my puppets. Da-. You're not going to say ah oh, now because it's like dance, my puppets dance, which we will. Does anyone watch Steven Universe? <laughs> no, but it no. seems so cute. I just, I, he, he loves the, the potato chip, like the, the crispy bits of the end of potato chips at the one store. And he just runs up to the shop going, give me the bits. Give me the bits! And every time someone gives us bits, I just think of him. I think if you watch Steven Universe, I am Steven. But you guys must watch it. You guys have been missing out in your life. Steven Universe is the best. You have to watch Steven Universe, and I will make a one-shot. There will be a test. Are they sponsoring you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if Rebecca Sugar sponsored me, my life would be amazing. She is the bestest guys steven universe makes me so happy i literally bought the game there's a there's an rpg game uh, of steven universe i bought it it makes me so happy i had it on playstation with my ex and then my ex left and so did the playstation i bought it again on on pc i was like you can leave but you can't take my steven But now Man the Potato is saying, I must do the Steven dance. And I'm like, I don't know the Steven dance. And now I feel judged for not knowing my fandom well enough. I'm just going to be like, it, it has a hug in it. Oh, Man the Potato's like, I don't know it either. I'm not even sure it's a thing. <laughs> it was a test. I, w- I was checking if, if you knew that. And, and you so didn't. <laughs> so there you go. Also, it has great music. But moving on. Nelly, <laughs> how was your time right. at FanCon? When you could have fun. I played a showcase game on the Saturday in the morning, and it was a Starfinder game called Skitter Skittershot. Yeah, and we were these cute little like these cute little like like Furby little gremlin little guys. I don't know. I thought it was like super. <laughs> it was super cute. And like my character, I chose him on purpose. My character was a, a dandy, and I loved it. Like, <laughs> that's like my that's so my thing. Like he's out there like you know shooting at people and trying to dodge getting killed, but at the same time he's like, oh no, but like. My cape, my cape can't be burned. Oh my gosh. And like, where's my mirror? Let me check out my angles. Like, I loved it. It was so fun. And um, so Stuart was uh, was our GM. 
And if it's a steward I'm thinking about, I do know steward through all the geek circles over the years, and cons, all that stuff. So I've interacted with him in like in passing. Yeah. So that was cool. And then I, and then Dark Wolf was also there. Dark Wolf, I loved your character. You were like very committed to your character, I must say. And- <laughs> Dark Wolf was like everywhere this weekend. You have no idea. Like, Dark Wolf the games. He was the coolest person at the con, man. He was <laughs> everywhere. And then our game actually went over time because like, one, I think we were just having fun, but also our, our big boss battle. Um, the boss was a bit uh, like okay. We were our roles were just terrible. I'm not gonna lie, our roles were just terrible. <laughs> Sometimes also, it happens, eh? Yeah, but also the big boss was just like overpowered, not overpowered, but pretty powerful. So that was a bit tricky. But yeah, it was. I, I had a really good time. Um, even though we went a bit over time, or well, longer than I expected, it was a really fun game. I enjoyed it, and I've never played with that system as well. So that was educational for me as well. So it was nice. Yeah. Um, so Grinning Goggle Gaming is saying you guys had a bad time with the boss regenerating the whole time. And Dark Wolf says, I love me a wrench. <laughs> and then um, North Star NGN is saying, for the for the puns, it's 1d4 psychic damage for everybody. But not Ouch. the pun giver. The pun Ouch. giver is immune. People who, who are used to puns are immune. It's, it's if I'm true. a punner or a penny, who's, who's... That means the... I'm the only one who's taking damage. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely going to get slaughtered because, you know, the only place I hear puns is here. No, see, guys, yeah. I'm I provide some. I'm crowds, apparently. Yeah. Lena, <laughs> okay, you and I can start our own channel. It'll be punless. Yes. Yeah. A pun free channel <laughs> sounds like a pun free zone. Show. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to, safety for safety? Are you going to uh, start we'll your channel? Plus seven, okay? <laughs> uh, but Man the Potato says he will be there with puns. So, I mean, it's yeah. inescapable. Inescapable. Yeah. The puns will follow you at all times. Oh, all the time. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. If you come into our channel with puns, <laughs> you must be prepared to defend yourself, sir. You have been warned. Not, not from me. And when I'm... <laughs> And when I'm the GM, I'm the boss. But we're all just chatting now, so it's you've got a fifty percent chance of surviving because me and Nelly are okay, and Lena yeah. and Wednesday are not. So you've got fifty-fifty this week. When Wednesday's GMing, no punny, no puns, guys. When Lena's right. GMing, no puns. But next week, Nelly is GMing, which is exciting, and she's doing it for a module she wrote. So give us a little bit of a teaser for next week. Okay, so due to uh, copyright <laughs> issues, it's called Sand Wars. It's <laughs> of, of Daku. You may recognize the name of the planet we're set on. And it starts uh, within this galaxy far, far away, a timeline that's uh, between storylines that you're familiar with and um <laughs> i'm sure I'm, I'm sure you can say it here like i mean okay. like, i'm just like yeah. wow i don't know what you're playing at all it's, no, it's... I, i'm so i'm very used to um like for, for work i'm so used to do like work of legal aspect to try fair to enough stuff. But, um okay so it's, it's based on star wars just done that's yeah. it and it's a uh, a couple years before the force awakens starts okay. and basically what happens is that you have a scavenger, a bounty hunter, and yes. a worshiper of the Church of Light meet at one uh, over at the Nemo uh, outpost, and two of them have, are on the mission. One of them, not so much, but who's curious and a bit nosy, and they all get sucked into this little adventure across Daku. That's awesome. I know which one I, I, I want to play. 
Okay, so tell me, because I, I have, in my mind, I have an idea as to who each of you would play, but I have I know who I would tell you each to be. There's one character, the scavenger, named, let's call her Shay. <laughs> no, what's what's her name? Not Ray. Yeah, not Ray. <laughs> not Ray That's so at funny. All. So not Ray. <laughs> I was thinking the noisy one. The noisy one is is Ray, not not Ray. The worshiper of the Church of Light, which is kind of like almost aligned with the Jedi in their own mm. way. And then there's the bounty hunter who is badass. If you guys ever watched the the, the Clone Wars series, you would recognize him. Okay. He basically was dibs. like. I call dibs on Mr. Badass. Exactly. That's who I assume. I, I assume. I'm assuming that you were gonna give me the worshiper of light. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. So I, I will. Let you guys treat your own characters perfectly. <laughs> Guys, so I am playing Not Ray the Nosy, says uh, yeah. North Star NGN. That's my full character name, Not Ray and the Nosy. Yeah, I'll make a note of that. Thank you, North Star. I appreciate <laughs> you. So you played Starfinder, Nelly. You actually played with, and that's probably also why you know Stuart, is he is the Adventure League captain for D&D and for Pathfinder. Ah! It makes more sense because he's like, he was, I, I recognize he was like super deep into Pathfinder. Like he's got all these cool little collectibles and all that stuff, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you guys know about the Adventure League. Adventure League is really, really cool. And Pathfinder's one is called Pathfinder Society. And I don't he's also the Pathfinder Society captain. And I don't know what the Starfinder one is. But what's really cool about that is you create a character and you can take that character to any convention in the world and mm-hmm. play at a Adventure League or Pathfinder Society game. And you kind of keep your character stats and like any loot they get in their adventures basically like a database so that okay. people can check and be like oh you're the adventurer you're adventurer not ray <laughs> so it's like a rolling character no matter where you go like you already have your set character i like that yeah Salarian was revived Salarian is coming back <laughs> And they and they give you like extras. Well, the D and D one gives you extras if you bring books with. So if you show that you have the D and D like novels, they give you like mm-hmm. extra things for your character. And it's it's actually pretty cool because it makes it feel like you're part of this giant um, guild of adventurers that yeah. travel and do missions together. So so that's what Stuart is. He's super official, way more official than us. Oh, <laughs> but is he as professional? I don't know. No one is as professional <laughs> as no we are. No one is as professional as we are. Grinning Gogwell says he doesn't think there's a Starfinder one yet. And then Man the Potato was like, your name for uh, D&D Adventurers League Wednesday can be Scandalarian. You know what? Don't be jelly because Scandalarian's too sexy for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, also... Oh, Grinning Gargoyle says also DMs get cool rewards for their characters too. Don't forget. I didn't even know. So I didn't forget. I just Ooh. never knew. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned a little bit, but, uh, and Lena, you mentioned you played Orc Ball. What were like the other systems about? Because that's one thing we really do try and do at our conventions is offer other systems up for people to play. So we always have D&D and we always have a beginner's game for D&D. Because we know a lot of people recognize the name and want to try that out first. But we mm-hmm. also think, you know, some people just aren't D&D people. And that's cool. I mean, some people like other systems more or like having less dice or like Dread. So we try and <laughs> showcase, showcase different games. Um, so what were your other systems like? 
Well, um, Okpo was, it, it was kind of like your Crash Pandas. You had two, two different teams of orcs playing like a game of football, if you, if you can put it like that. But it is brutal and bloody <laughs> and creative and funny as hell with goblin flipping referees that are high on mushrooms so <laughs> think of the weirdest rules for every for every round oh, like for instance the one round the rule was you could not stand on the ground but you'd be <laughs> like okay so what the hell am i supposed to stand on <laughs> you swim because then you're like on your tummy you're not standing on it <laughs> you like you shimmy around <laughs> Back we had to be super creative. We're like, picked people up and threw them around, stood on other people, or stood on pigs, or climbed on buildings and stuff like that. Where did the pigs come from? <laughs> Why are they being stood on? That's we assaulted the assaulted the crowd of bystanders. That's what we did. We assaulted them. We threw orcs and beasts and spiders and evil mages and all sorts of flipping crap into the mix trying to get the ball from the center line all the way to the other way and the other guys were cheaters the gm played a bunch of cheaters <laughs> <laughs> on the that third round, words okay yeah. on the third round they brought in a line of cheerleaders oh cheerleaders okay yeah. which distracted the hell out of all of us so we failed everything <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've seen the drawing from our first season of one of the NPCs, which is an orc female, but I could picture that character as a cheerleader. <laughs> Chat suggests that you could have handstanded everywhere. Okay, they, they typed it better. I just read it poo. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. Dark actually tried that and the goblins were like, no, referee cheating, carpet bomb the field in fireballs. That's what... what? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we were like busy getting the ball from the one side and the other team brought in another thing disguised as a ball and they started running to the other side <laughs> so the referees were confused about what was going like i said cheaters cheaters, cheaters. well uh play this game the doctors yeah. told me like that this game was like random <laughs> as hell guys you must read the blurb but okay, I'm going to buy some of these one-page one-page RPGs, and we're definitely going to play them because Crash Pandas was also amazing. Dark Wolf says they also really wanted to play that one, but unfortunately was busy in the slot. Northstar says you could crawl, or if you're a monk, you just cartwheel and flick flack and stuff, and just look amazing. And then Dark Wolf and Nova King suggest jump on the enemy or use the crowd as horses. These are their solutions. So, so here's the thing, right? In mm. Orkball, you don't have classes. Okay, you are. A bunch Orc. of orcs, okay? <laughs> you don't have any skills except, like, beating, kicking, throwing, bashing, hurt. That's what you've got. <laughs> so like you're that. either beating Some things pole. up or kicking them or throwing <laughs> things with other things. That's, that's, that's the game, okay? Mm. You had to be super creative. So we were bashing each other with, with gravestones, and I... I, hmm. I, at one point, I unleashed a bunch of beasts onto the field, but I couldn't command them, so they were just attacking anything randomly. <laughs> we uh, ended up two players, including one of our own. <laughs> it was good chaos. Job. It was absolute chaos, and it was <laughs> brilliant. It was oh. bloody 
brilliant. So Northstar uh, is just clarifying something very importantly. Um, a GM cannot cheat. They can only heighten the tension. So, so just so <laughs> you know. Yes. And, and Lena, now that you are also a GM, you will say yes to that because now you are no longer just a player. So you can't just be like, yeah, GMs, because you're also one. I just want to answer a question from earlier in chat. Sorry. Uh, Nova King SA, is there an Adventures League in South Africa? Yes. It was run by, when I last knew it existed, it was run by Leonis, and you can find him on the Dungeons & Dragons RPG SA group. But if it's not run by Leonis, Stuart Stub Hobbs is the person, and you can find him on Twitter, and we also follow him on Twitter, so you can find him there. Otherwise, guys, we do have a Discord where we're chatting about these things, and Stuart is on the Discord, so is Dark Wolf, uh, so are we, uh, so come join us. The link is in our link tree and our bio. North Star has a very technical question about Orc Ball. Can Orcs scoot on the pitch like a terrier scratching their bum on the carpet? Could you have, like, dragged yourself along like a dog? Absolutely. Like you have worms. Like you have worms. Absolutely, you can definitely do that. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so... Cool. One of our players assaulted one of the enemy players simply because he admired his gold teeth. I mean, the best way to get your own gold teeth is knock them out of someone else's. Yeah. No, no, no. Fair the enough. whole thing was the DM said that he won three beauty contests in a row because of his magnificent smile. And the player was like, no, 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 I'm not having any of that. I'm going to beat that guy up now. What's that player Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> can, there can be no other beautiful people. But I want what I want it to be. There was only room for one beautiful character in this game. <laughs> and, and Starfinder, Nelly? Oh, one thing I really found uh, fun, at least of our, of our creatures, is that we each had like six arms, so it was pretty handy. Like oh. I never had to worry about like, oh wait, I have to like, use an action to take out a weapon or I have to use another action to like put something away. Like everything was at the ready, so it was perfect. I wish I had like six arms in real life because that my life would be hyper efficient. Me that too. Was, that was really cool, I have to say. I love that part, like gun, mirror, dandiness, cape. Everything was available all the time. That was cool. I really like the map that we had. It was like very simple, but we it's, it still took us a while to get through as well in our in our game. So it was still like really interactive. I quite like that as well. Yeah, it was quite fun. Because I remember thinking, I saw the map, like the shape of it, and I thought like, oh, so this will be a really quick game. And I was like, nope. Like two plus hours later, I'm like, no, it's not a quick game. And I'm still having fun. So it was good. Do you think it's a great system for like space games? Because there's not really... Yeah. Okay, well, I haven't played a lot of systems that are... Space for for spacey, and when I played the Star Wars D and D book, that thing was super complicated. Admittedly, I did come in at like level twenty. The dice are complicated in, the, in that in that game as well. So I feel like some people over overdo mm. it or they overcomplicate things. So like the Starfinder system, well, the game I played was pretty fun. I think it was it was simple enough to find. Like I just like stop and ask like. So where is this? Roll for this. <laughs> okay, where is that? Okay, cool. Because like I'm so used to the orientation of like. The character sheet for like D and D and whatnot. Mm. So I have to like I had to reorientate myself for that. Otherwise, yeah, it was pretty simple to use and easy. And with roll twenty, just like double click and done. Nice. I think if I was doing it like in real life, it might be a bit more complicated because I'd have to remember what to roll at any given time or something. Mm. But yeah. But I think um and this is a dark wolf mentioned the GM made it really easy for for you guys as well. And I think mm -hmm. that's the one thing that if 
if we can achieve anything with our role-playing conventions and weekends or sections that we run is that we want people to come away feeling like they could play these games and they that they don't need a, a giant wealth of knowledge which was cool because we had four new players one played on saturday and there was like is it too late to sign up for sunday and like that's my favorite i love it when people do that um so if anything we got at least four new players into the hobby so that's that's always my favorite part yeah i yes. played a once-off in something called mothership and i want to play is mothership actually fantastic for space games it's based in space okay based in space. yeah it's sort of like a space horror kind of style thing Ooh, I, love, I love horror games like i want to do a horror game for fan con but i thought like okay it's not very pg and like i've I played tested it before and then people kept saying it was a bit freaky and i'm like yeah but i love freaky that's my thing so, <laughs> but mothership i have to look that up that's mothership cool. yeah that's yeah. that's really good for space games i wanted to play mothership as well but guys i'm also the hugest chicken as everyone knows whoever plays the sound alert in our in our thing yeah so favorite things about fancon Mine was that they are new players and new people. Uh, mine is getting to experience uh, the, the, the DM side of, of D&D. Mm. Definitely mine. Brand new experience for me. So I love it. Absolutely love it. Ooh, mm. I, have, I have one. So I learned that you can click on a stat in Roll20 and it rolls by itself. What? Yeah. So my favorite part of FanCon was learning new things because I'm super analog. Like, even if you tell me to use a dice pot or whatever, I'm like, no, I have a whole bag of dice here. I will roll it <laughs> myself. I painstakingly got this dice. I'm going to yeah. roll it. Yeah, exactly. But you can just click on it and roll 20 and it rolls by itself. Mm, I did <laughs> not amazing. know that. <laughs> it's, it's so handy. I like. I, that's why I like my roll 20. <laughs> by the way, guys. Um, D&D Beyond also has that functionality now. What? Okay. Oh, I saw that. I got the email yes. for that. Yeah. It does. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's useful. I've been using um, it the past couple of times when we were playing. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, my favorite part from FanCon would be the, the camaraderie between all the GMs. The fact mm. that everyone was so willing to help us and play. And then when we didn't have enough tables filled, were people still happy to play and showcase games and join other games. So I really enjoyed the fact that everyone was willing to like really do their part and help out anyway so that was that was fun yeah no absolutely agreed and so two of our gms in the chat uh dark wolf says as a gm i rate my games on how many times i facepalm because of players ideas those are my fun moments <laughs> <laughs> and and grinning gargoyle gaming says if people are laughing i am happy yeah true that's true like I, it's it, like i think the worst part is like after a game you, you look around like guys did you have fun and then there's, there's always that self-conscious moment you're like please don't tell me i wasted your time you guys are just being nice to me and you realize okay you actually had fun that's good yeah, yeah. oh my internet is not uh <laughs> <laughs> it's the online cop-out yeah the you're online like, cop-out oh, you're like oh sorry i i need to do that next time i'll, I'll keep that in mind like just in case if it, if it happens, not because I didn't want to play, just let my internet cut out. Sorry, oh, guys. No. Okay, guys, now if Nelly's internet ever cuts out, I'm going to have such anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, no, but for real, that laughing thing. So when people play my games, they don't laugh afterwards. I was going to say, unless it's a horror game, in which case your people are weird psychopaths. 
we get traumatized. The last time we played was like, no, I think the second last time with the one game was yeah, like super traumatic. My games, are, my games are pretty heavy. Nobody laughs yeah. afterwards. There's a whole lot of laughing up until the gameplay, and then afterwards, everybody's like, I need a drink and a shower. Jeez, Wednesday. You just eat your pain, and you just, like, eat. <laughs> that's that's why you need the snacks. <laughs> that's why you can't play without the snacks. Wow. I see. Yeah, exactly. are essential. They are very essential. <laughs> I know. I know. My games, my actual games that I run, are quite hectic. Well, uh, I, I prefer a light-hearted experience when playing D and D. So <laughs> I always yeah. try and motion it that way. Yeah. No, my con games are all like ridiculous. Yeah. They make no sense. It's true. <laughs> but like my serious campaigning is is pretty serious. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, but sometimes you try steer to be nice, and then like your players—I will not name myself—but your players, <laughs> <really are. laughs> and it becomes super dark and twisted either way. Dark Wolf wants to know what games do you play? Is it Call of Cthulhu? It's not. It's World of no. Darkness. Hey. So no, I'm not even running World of Darkness. Oh. So, so I wrote the Witcher campaign long before the. Tussle coin yeah, I was reading the, the novels. So I wrote a Witcher campaign and I used Ars Magica because it's actually set in medieval Europe. Okay. Um, and Ars Magica is quite like an intense system because usually you use it to play multiple characters at the same time. So you run out an entire story arc in different places using different oh, characters. Okay. So I just basically did what I usually do is I took out all the stuff that I liked from the system hmm. and made it easier for my players. So Ask Magica was the one, and then I'm running Seven Sinners, um, which is a homebrew western, and that is in Anonami is my favorite, favorite system. I'm sorry, I'm going to be that girl. Did you say Ask Magica? Ask Magica, A-R-S, Ask Magica. So, okay, Ask Magica, <laughs> cool, 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 <laughs> just checking. <laughs> You're both, right? You know, like, yeah. Oh, and I had it. and I had a I had a role playing his magic campaign as well, my little pony. Yes, I missed yeah. my little pony. That was that was special. Yeah, yeah, it was very cute. Camera Joe, welcome. Says, wow, Ask Magica player did not know there were any others in essay. Lol. Nice. Uh, no, I got I got into it actually. I um, NPC'd uh, for a game for my friend in Cape Town when I went to visit them at some point. Because they were role playing, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, I'll come and NPC." Gate crash their game. Yeah, and that was the first time I, I, you know, encountered the system. And then after that, because I was playing to run a Witcher campaign, like I was chatting to a lot of people about like modules, uh, not modules, mm -hmm. systems, like which would be the best system to use. And it just Ask Magica was just the one. But that's the thing. If you if you experience lots of other systems, you can find what you like and find what you can build for specific stories, right? Yeah. Also, Dark Wolf is like Morty. Morty, look at this Ars Magica. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like it. That was so fun. I love playing. Uh, we actually, we it was actually fun. It was really fun. I like that. Yeah, I meant to share. I meant to share with you. Uh, we actually got a message from our our one Patreon. Our one Patreon, not like it's one of many. It's our one. <laughs> and we have an army of patrons. We have an army of patrons. <laughs> and she was just like, she laughed so hard she had a spit take on the Rick and Morty. Like she just oh, loved wow. it. So I, I'll, I'll share. I'll share the message with you guys. North Star says, "Ask Magica always sounds like the RPG response to Magic Mike." 
And they're like, um, and this is quite funny. If it's a horror game, the only thing that should be laughing is the portrait of old man Willington in the master bedroom. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. Master of the candlestick. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Why do you have a picture of him in your, in your master bedroom? That's, that's a little bit. All old mansions so do. certain about your taste. If you're going to do that. Yeah. It does sound a little great expectations. But maybe I've just got that in my mind because the Crash Pandas game I played, the one character's name was Arthur Havisham. <laughs> <laughs> the raccoon. Yes, the one raccoon was named Arthur Havisham. Yeah. Okay. Every time you say Crash Panda, I think I think you're gonna say Trash Panda, and I think of Rocket the Raccoon being called Trash Panda. I'm like, oh. Well, it's it's essentially the, it's essentially the same. The coolest things about for the fancon is that we raised a thousand rand for Connect a Heart Foundation from all the people who played. Um, so that's going to go to helping the soup kitchen in Cape Town and helping feed some very very hungry people, which is cool. We are going to be doing the online role playing section at Comic Con coming up in September, so you can come join in some games. I'm even thinking of for some of our American viewers to maybe see if we should run a horror slot at, like, midnight. Yeah. And then it's so definitely cool. not for kids. So we can, we yeah. can, but I, either I must GM or I mustn't play because, like, I will, I will wake up this whole flat block. <laughs> I don't know, COVID, please go away so that I can play Dread. Well, not play Dread, run Dread. I hate playing it, but running it is Oh, I, 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 I want to play Dread. Uh, I, I want to play Dread. so off guard with that first game of Dread because, I mean, she was like, do you want to come join us for, the, for, for, for a D&D game? I'm like, hell yes. I'm like, I love playing game, well, D&D with college. She's like, we're doing Dread. I'm like, you know, I don't even care what it is. I'm going to come play. I'm going to come play. And I pitch up to the thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, the, the very first freaking time I found out it's an actual horror game I'm like what did I get myself into <laughs> I hate horror things <laughs> that was also my first GMing time so yeah. that was also oh. yeah Dark Wolf's like I don't think I could play I get freaked out at ambience music yeah even me maybe what we'll do is we'll do a horror game at midnight for the hardcore yes. awesome people and then for the not hardcore but still awesome people we'll play My Little Pony <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that sounds so good. <laughs> My little pony. Yeah, that sounds like very uh, quaint. <laughs> it also sounds a little bit porno when you're like, My little pony at midnight. <laughs> it sounds like something I'll eat for me, like after hours. Okay, no, no. Yeah, the brownies are strong, guys. I don't know. Um, I mean, no judgment. Not, none whatsoever. My little brony that pumps iron and comes from Joesburg. Yes. <laughs> uh, North Star. Oh, the, hmm? the newest season of My Little Pony just came out, <gasps> and apparently, according to the timeline, they're kind of like they're twenty-one now. Or something. What? If they were people. If they were people. If they were people, okay. they're like twenty-one. Guys, every pony they is aged. so old. Yeah, they <laughs> aged. Like, cause they when it started, like when the series started, they were like teenagers. Yeah, but if they bring the real series, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the real okay. series. Okay. No, that old series was creepy. Where they look like actual, like 
Yeah, they I look like that series. That was my childhood, man. Don't knock it. Okay, maybe it's because I didn't grow up with it. I'm like, they look really creepy. They even make a joke about it in the one episode of My Little Pony. <laughs> of the latest one where they're like, Man, the potato is like, so from My Little Pony to some grown-ass horses. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Cool. On that note, next week we are playing Sand Wars. And Nelly is going to be running for it. Uh, running it for us very very excited um you can look out for the podcast every wednesday uh you can join our discord links are in our bios and on our socials which you can find at dumdumdie spelled d-u-m-d-u-m-d-i-e you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com if you just want to chat or we have a discord now for that so come join us what are the what's the rest of the spiel basically a huge thank you to you guys for being gms and being part of fancon and just being part of my life and dumdumdie and a thank you to all the GMs who helped us over the weekend. Um, and a thank you to everyone who donated and helped us raise the money. A thank you to FanCon for having us. And we'll see you at Comic-Con. But other than that, we hope you have... There's two last ones before we can go. Uh, Man the Potato says, please have an Anakin character that moans about sand. Okay, I'll think about it. And for Wednesday, pun pun pie! And it was the last one, and they love you. And with that... We hope you have a most amazing week.